the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. The reading for today's study on meekness is Philippians chapter 2. So we um, on our eighth part, not the eighth, but the eighth part of the fruit of the Spirit. Last week we looked at faithfulness, trustworthiness in our words, in our way, in our walk. What we start, we will complete. We will let nothing hold us and be faithful to him and to his work and to, and to each other. And all that we did last week. And uh, this week we're talking on, um, depending on what translation you use, um, you may see the word... Um, gentleness there uh, it's not a good translation don't like that translation the word is meekness meekness and this word really is is gonna really we're gonna be challenged tonight because um it is everything that is opposed to me centered the problem is with the new morality today in fact the new religion today is what self-fulfillment fulfill yourself and the trouble is that is filtered into the church so where we have consumerism in the church, I like that, I don't like that, I'm, I'm going somewhere else, find somewhere that I like. We have materialism in the church. We don't like to, we don't like to call this simple, but we, we, we gotta be very careful that we, we even though, so we can, we can criticize the um, blab it and grab it, name it and claim it, we've gotta be careful that we don't, you know, mm-hmm. be materialistic in, 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 in buying things and getting things. We don't actually, really don't actually need, isn't it? And we can get caught up in this self-fulfillment, uh, which, which really is opposed to the gospel. Mm-hmm. See, by our very nature, we are selfish, prideful, it's all about me. Mm-hmm. And as I've said before, as soon as you say, I think, I want, I, I like, I feel, it's my way, my right, my ideas, stop. Because that has nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Now, you may have been, that's filtered in from the world about you, nothing to do with you at all. Um, as we will look at this word, particular word, meekness tonight. Let's just start off from where we are. Um, the world's attitude, our, our attitude before Christ is all about me. Pride, selfishness. Um, thinking, pride, was pride? Thinking we can act apart from God. We don't need him. Now listen to this. We don't need him in all we do. Ah. Now, see, now I want him in some of the things I do because I need help, don't I? But there's other things I just don't want him to interfere with. Because he might say, Dave, that's time for that to get, get you know, it's time for that to stop. Or you need to, you need to actually put this into your life. Uh, but it, that's pride. Basically simple refusal to acknowledge that we are actually uh, what we actually are in the eyes of God. It's arrogance, overweening self-confidence, insolence, rebellion, self-assured, self-consumed, self-important, self-reliant, self-promoting. You get the idea. Self. We, we, also, we often talk about Sodom and Gomorrah, don't we? And the first thing we think of is sodomy. Well, of course, that was just the fruit. That was the fruit. What was the root? So you always look at the root of something uh, and then the fruit. You say, what, is it right, Dave? For this, or is it wrong for this? I tell you, look at the root, look at its fruit, and then make it. We can make that great decision about it. Then, so let's see what, where they started and what caused their diff- issues. Uh, Ezekiel, you'll find it. Ezekiel um, 16. Now this was the sin of your sister Sodom. <clears throat> she and her daughters were arrogant, overfed, and unconcerned. 
They did not help the poor and needy. They were haughty and did detestable things before me. Therefore, I did away with them, as you have seen. They were arrogant. It was all about them. And you see, as soon as you elevate yourself, yeah, God, God is put to the side and uh, you can do anything you want. And of course, it ends up it's just a, a reflection of Romans 1, didn't it? Mm. Got out of the picture, man in control, man, and of course he would do anything he want then. And it ends up there. But the root of it was self, pride, self-promotion, self-interest, all about me. Well, of course, that really is the essence of all our troubles. Mm. Um, <coughs> my biggest problem is not you or my wife or my kids, is me. Yeah. I'm a, my biggest problem, always. Now, they, they'll do something to stir it up, won't they? Of course they will. But, you know, remember, every time they do is an opportunity for me to knock another nail in the coffin of my old nature. Something happened last night in the house. Of course, these things happen. And Jackie, Jackie, no, it's Jackie. Jackie's a bit snarky with me. I thought, hey, yep, no need for that. And I'm thinking, I'm going to be snarky back now. Because <laughs> I'm pretty good at being snarky. But you know what? I, I, I went into the garage, not to do NDIY, I, I, I went on the uh, treadmill for a couple of minutes, exactly, a couple of minutes, and as I was running there, and I was, I'd just been reading about this, uh, and I thought, oh Lord, that's a challenge now, isn't it? That's a challenge. I could go in there and say, what are you, you blah, 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 blah. I didn't. I made a joke about it instead. It was always good. Humor always diffuses things, isn't it? But you know what? It's always a challenge. Why? Always. How dare? How dare? Why? See, what she did was, was probably not right, but what was, 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 was definitely not right. But well, what, what, was, what was I going to get? It was about me. Now she was offending me. Now you see, a dead man can't get offended. Listen to that now. A dead man can't get offended. Or they... they Upset me, they accused me, they criticized me, they offended me. As soon as you begin to say that, stop. Stop. Meekness says it's not about me. Uh, let's just carry on just with it, with, just to see where we are with this pride and uh, self centeredness. James 4 1 to 4. Just before we read James 4, it's very interesting to read again because there's no chapters and verses. If you go to just the verses before, it talks about the love of money and all about selfishness and the root of that. Mm. If you're selfish, selfish, it, it'll cause so much pain, it does. And then it comes into James 4. So let's read James 4. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence? Even of your lusts that war in your members, mm. ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have, and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not. Because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not. Because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it on your lust. Ye, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. See, there's the, the essence of pride and self and all that it, all that it causes. Where does wars, where does troubles come, where does difficulties come from? <laughs> it comes from someone wanting something else and I'm not going to give it him, I'm going to press my case. 
and uh, of course, where do we get that from? The essence of that from 1 Timothy 3, 6 and 7. Must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation without sideth, so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. See, you're talking about Satan there. What was his problem? What, what causes for self-absorbed pride? I would be God. <laughs> I will be God. And that's where it was. And of course, you know what? Because he fell, he will use the same against us. He will feed us uh, with that. Either blowing us up, remember? I am all, remember, remember, minifying us. So I, oh, I am nobody. I am nothing. I can't do anything. Now that is just as much pride because what we're saying is, God, you, you don't know what you're doing. No, no, no. Uh, Toza said this. Toza, this is our, this is our motto. So motto. Uh, in myself, nothing. In God, everything. Yeah. In myself, nothing. Yeah. Absolutely true. The devil comes and whispers, "You are this. This is absolutely true, devil." But in God, in Him, I am the Son of God. I am this, 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 and this. So in Him, in myself, nothing. In God, everything. Well, let's have a look at God's Word. Let's have a look at the people. Well, let's just define meekness first of all. Let's define it negatively first. It is opposite of self-assertiveness, self-interest. Um, teachable, pliable. It, it really... Um, gives a picture of, 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 of flowing, of, of teachableness, the opposite of stubbornness. It's the direction of the will in, in, in God's way. As we look at Jesus, we see Jesus, the epitome of meekness in a moment. Um, really, it is, it describes the condition of the mind and heart not occupied with self at all. Now that's tough. That's tough. Not occupied with self at all. And we see it in Jesus. So it's no good us saying, well, no, it can't be done. Well, Jesus did it. And we can do it. Not occupied with self at all. Now, that's a challenge, isn't it? That's a challenge. But, but that's what God is asking of us. Remember, everything he's bringing across our path is not for our current happiness. It's for our ultimate holiness. God is taking us to a place where he can say, he can say Satan, come along, as he did to Job. And he'll say, look at my, my servant Job. Oh, look at him. Look at him. Look at her. Wonderful. Meekness. Um, let's look at uh, Numbers Numbers 12. Our first person, meek. That, maybe not the first, but the first one we call meek. Um, numbers 12. Miriam and Aaron began to talk against Moses because of his Cushite wife, for he had married a Cushite. Has the Lord spoken only through Moses? They asked. Hasn't he also spoken through us? And the Lord heard this. Now Moses was a very humble man, more humble than anyone else in the, on the face of the earth. A great picture there. Because you remember Moses. Remember Moses. He didn't get to that. He was didn't. He wasn't born meek, was he? No. he? Wasn't born. Remember, forty years previously, man he had a temper, didn't he? I mean, we think we got a temper, but he killed a man. Yeah, he killed a man. So there, there's Moses, full of himself. Although he knew God had something greater than he, full of himself, he went down. He, he had a temper, 
but God broke him. 40 years, he, he changed him. He changed him. Now, now when is his sister and brother, and, and you know what? Um, when you're pretty open with your sister and brother. If they, you know, shut up, and sister and brother, you're pretty honest. What do you know about it? But he didn't say a word. And uh, we love to argue with our siblings, don't we? And he was the youngest, and the youngest is always right, of course. Um, uh, and he was, and, and, and he, he didn't argue. He was the meekest man on the earth. What a dip, what a change, what a, what a journey from that man. Now, again, he wasn't, he wasn't a finished article, was he? Because he, well, he lost his temper again. And that cost him. It cost him. It cost him. But he was the meekest man. When they accused him, he didn't defend himself. He said, right, God said, come, come here a minute. Let me have a chat to you. Come to the temple. Let me, have, let me tell you about this Moses. And uh, he, the Lord dealt with it. The Lord dealt with it. Meekest man on the earth. Well, Jesus is, our, of course, our example. Uh, Matthew 11, 28, 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I am meek. I am meek. Well, we need to, again... What does that mean? We see Jesus time and time again saying, I do nothing on my own volition. My words are actually words that the Father gave me. Everything I do is what the Father's told me to do. What a fantastic, what an amazing challenge for us. Um, you know, we used to say, uh, they, the kids used to wear those bangles, and they, what would Jesus do? And we thought it was a little bit, sometimes we think it's a bit trite. But let me tell you, absolutely true. What would he do? What would he say in every situation? We come across. Listen to what he said. John 8, 28, 29. Then Jesus said to them, When you lift up the Son of Man, then you know that I am He, and that I do, that I do nothing of myself. But as my Father taught me, I speak these things. And He who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, but I always do those things that please Him. That was His... You see, meekness is allowing God's will to flow through our will. See, it is the key to life and ministry free of pressure, of inner striving to prove something. Why? Because we're just doing what God has told us. And if we're doing what God has told us, the results are up to him, isn't it? Now, that doesn't, we still get stirred if you if you, if you're in ministry or anything, if you're in in the church, you get stirred when people are, are this and that because you just want them to move on in the Lord. But ultimately, it's the Lord's work, isn't it? The Lord, get your will in line with Him, flow with Him. Mark four, thirty-five, thirty-six. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, this hour might pass from him. Abba, Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. So meekness is God's will taking priority over my will. My will being not just absorbed, but subjugated, love that word, subjugated, under God's ways and God's will. And uh, that's why we give our lives to him, that's why we say, Lord, you know, we consult him. In, in our decisions, in our ways, in our work, in, in our words, everything under his way. Meekness, what a beautiful picture. 
flowing with him. Well, the Bible is very clear that we should be in every area of our life subject to him and his ways and his word. Uh, Ephesians 4, 1 to 3. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye have walked, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, enduring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Walk, walk. That word walk, we understand, means our very our essence of our life, the way we are, the way we go, who we are. Walk with him, walk worthy of his name. How do we walk worthy of his name? We walk meekly. Our will absorbed in him. Nothing to do with me, not pushing myself, not, not interested in a sense of having my way. See, that's, that's a tough challenge in our world where we are, we are pushed. It's all about me. It's all about me. It's all, and, and, and the sad thing about it so often is that um, even with difficulties, even when we are treated unjustly, what we, the first thing we do, we lash out. Um, then sadly, we commiserate with people, don't we? So, and um, there's a big difference between commiserating and, and, and comforting because commiseration encourages self-pity. And we, we, instead of doing that, we, we put our lives in his hands. We trust him to vindicate. We trust him to go away. Think of Jesus. Think of Jesus. What, in the face of accusation, what he was accused of, blasphemer, accused of being possessed, illegitimate, insane, accused of treason, accused of being a drunkard. All these things he was accused of. Crazy. Yet, the Bible said, not a word. Not a word. Why? Because he was in God's hands. And he knew his will, his ways. It was not nothing about him. It was about the Father's work. Father's work through him. Father's work through him. Um, 1, Timothy, 1 Timothy 6. 10 to 12. There are many as of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you were also called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. See, it's not our walk alone, it's our pursuit. There's, 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 there's a, a def definite work there, isn't it? Uh, remember we just read in Philippians 2, work out that which Christ has worked in you. See, it is still all of him, but unless we surrender, participate, submit, that will stunt our growth and our function and all that what God wants to do in us. Remember that at salvation, that the word is God imputes into our life his righteousness, which means he puts into our life. We can't earn it, he puts into our life. But you see, as we grow in him, there's, there's what we call an impartation where there's, there's now a flow of righteousness. We are righteous because we're in him. But that righteousness has got to pervade every part of our lives. And uh, that's, that takes time, takes cooperation. It says, Lord, here I am. And it, it, it takes that every opportunity that comes across our path that is going to challenge me, that's going to stir me, that's going to upset me. How do I respond? How do I take the Holy Spirit? How are you going to guide me here? Now, uh, am I going to button my lip? 
oh, am I going to say something? Ay, ay, ay. And, and see, all those things. Why? Because we're in the process of growing, allowing him to have his way in our lives. Um, <clears throat> what about this? In our, in our, not just our walk, in our pursuit, in our demeanor, in our relationships. 1 Peter 3, 1 to 4. Again, he always used the word gentle, but meek. See, we look on the outside, although uh, uh, so often, uh, as I love the proverb said, a beautiful woman with no discretion is like a gold ring in a pig's snout. I do like, I do like that one. And there's a lot of truth in that, isn't there? A lot of truth in that. Um, but George Muller said this one story, George Muller. Um, he said of a, of a very wealthy businessman, and his wife was a Christian, and... Um, he wasn't a Christian, and uh, he liked his alcoholic pop. And many times he would come back in quite late. She'd send the servants to bed, and uh, she'd wait up for him. Then sometimes have to put him to bed because of the state he was in. And one night this man was out with his friends, and he said, you know what? He said, he said look at the time, early hours. He said, I tell you what, I, I bet we can go home tonight, and my wife will be waiting up, he said. And if we go in, I bet if, if I could ask her to make me supper, and she'd make us all supper, and, you know, so, so they said, I ah, don't believe it. Don't believe it. So they went home. The wife was, she was waiting for him. And uh, she, he said, oh, can we make supper for us all? Not a word, not a complaint. Um, you know, uh, we, uh, some of us would say, uh, push right off. Like, but she did it. And um, after that, uh, she, she'd done it. She, she was off, she went to bed. And one of the men said, you know what? He said, I think that's disgraceful. You treating your wife like that, and off he went. And a couple of the other friends said the same. And there he was sitting alone. And it dawned him, and of course, the Holy Spirit was working as well. And uh, it broke him. He went up to his wife and said, "I'm really sorry. I give my life to the Lord." One without a word. One without a word. What a wonderful story. Uh, why? Because our witness has to be not just in word alone. Because if, if it's, as we said often, if it's words and there's no substance, people, people want truth. Now, people um, in, in our society may, may want the, the glitz and the glamour, but not for long. Not for long, because, you know, they'll find it elsewhere. But when they find something that's real and true and from God, let me tell you, the house will be full. The house will be full. 1 Peter 3, same chapter on the same theme. 1 Peter 3, 15, 16. But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you 
to give the reason for the hope that you have, mm. but do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behaviour in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Again, use the word gentle, but it's not the word, it's the word meek there again. Um, again, why? Because we're not promoting ourselves. Nothing to do with me. What is the difference in you, Dave? Well, you know, I'm just like you. In fact, I'm probably worse than you. But one day, Jesus came in, and Jesus is the one changing me. Jesus is the one that gives me that hope, that joy, that, that direction, and all the things um, uh, that I need. You see, it's meekness. In, in every area of our lives, in our dealings with people, in our dealings with sin in people. Very careful there, uh, not to be tainted or corrupted. Uh, Galatians 6. Brothers, if someone is caught in a sin, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. But watch yourself, or you also may be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. Meekness, meekness, because it's easy to point a finger, isn't it? Because <laughs> that particular sin don't bother me. But there's other sins that do bother me. And uh, But meekness, why? We are promoting Jesus. Jesus is coming. Now, that doesn't mean we don't say, Oi, that ain't right. Because, you know, Jesus, the meekest man on earth, looked him straight in the eye. Sometimes he said, you whitewashed tombs. He went in... He, he, we, we think of meekness as weakness. That is not true. It is absolute strength under God's control. I loved, um, uh, I think it was Winky Prattney many years ago, uh, gave the, the picture of the stallion. The stallion is, um, has all that energy, but it's wild and untamed. It lives for itself. It runs and does what it wants. But it needs, if it's going to be any use to anybody, it needs to be broken by the master. But once broken... It loses none of its energy. It loses none of its power. But now that which was wasted energy, wasted force, is now under the control and directed to useful energy by and under the control of the master. I think that's a great, great, great illustration of what meekness is. Everything we're supposed to be, that we lost, God wants to restore under his, under his control. If you, if you read the Beatitudes third one but he's, he's come through the first two isn't he blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom what do we we recognize who we are poor in spirit blessed are those who mourn now we are poor in spirit now because we know we poor we are mourning that's real real repentance why because we know who we are then we'll be comforted now we've come through those fires and now we are blessed are the meek why because we know who we are outside of him but now we know we are with him. And now it's all about him. It's all about him, not about us. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the meek. Um, so we're not just our walk. We are not just um, pursuing it. We are putting it on. We're putting it on. Um, see, they're all, they're all definite actions. They're all deliberate actions. And uh, sometimes we, 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 I don't know, we, we, coast, we, we treat Christianity a little bit different from everything else, don't we? In every area of life, if we want to do something or be something, we have to actually apply ourselves. And it's not any different in, in Christianity. It is all about him, but we have to apply it, work out that which is in us. He's given us all we need, but we've got to allow it. We've got to, when that decision comes, say, Lord, okay, this is my, my inclination is this way. 
but I know yours is this way. So take me your way. Uh, Colossians 3, Colossians 3. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly beloved, mm. clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, mm. and patience. Bear with each other and forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Mm. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. That is our pursuit. That is what we are putting on. We're putting on meekness. We're putting on him. The Bible says in James 1, we receive the word with meekness. We receive it with meekness. That's the only way to receive it, isn't it? Um, we can receive it without meekness and what it just becomes information. Just feeds our intelligence. Nothing wrong with it feeding our intelligence. But if it doesn't feed our, our spirit, our behavior, our character then it hasn't done what it wants. We receive it with meekness, putting me out of the way and letting his word have his way. His word, his will, being first and center and uh, our root and our foundation. The wisdom of meekness, he calls it. And of course, the, um, the last verse we've got tonight is Matthew 5, verse 5. Blessed Why will God do that? Because he can trust them. He can trust them. You see, God is an awesome God. Now, God blesses us beyond what we should deserve. And but you know what? He he won't give us willy nilly because you know what? He wants to be able to trust us. As we said before, when Josh was young, he wanted to use my wonderful tools that I had. Not many men. Well, can I? Yes, that's right. Yeah, never used much. Can I use that sword, Dad? Can I use that? That uh, screwdriver, well, of course he couldn't. He probably, he probably used it better than me, but I, I wouldn't cut my fingers off. Uh, why? Why? Because he couldn't be tr- he was not ready to be trusted. Blessed are the meek, they will inherit the earth. Why? Because now it's all about him and not about me. Meekness is the opposite of self-interest, self-promotion, self, self, self. It's all about him. As soon as you begin to say to yourself, I, me, my, stop it. We do it every day. But God help us day by day. Those particular areas we didn't touch them tonight, but those perfectly controlled, especially in the three problem areas of life, are temper, unforgiveness, and stubbornness. We all have those areas that that one or the other glare up. But when we meek, we have perfect control over every single one of them. Ah, bless the Lord. Thank you for the Lord was meek. Ah, he went God's way. Help us to go God's way to meet the needs of those around us and to make a difference for him. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. To find out more about our church, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.